Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome back, folks, to Israel. Why is the Middle East important? Neil Johnson is here with me, Jeff Belletier. And uh, we're talking about Shavuot, which is the next festival after Passover. And uh, Neil had some really interesting uh, things to say to me about that, and we're just going to talk about that over the next few minutes. So, Neil, uh, why is Shavuot important? Well, Shavuot is important because most people look at that uh, with their familiarity from the New Testament book of Acts that uh, look at it as the start of the church, if you will. Hmm. Uh, so that tends to be sort of the uh, benchmark to say God started the church at Pentecost. You're talking about Shavuot. the Christian church that, at Pe- Pentecost. That's correct. Uh, but we said Shavuot, so you're saying Pentecost and Shavuot are the same. It was exactly on that day of Pentecost yeah. was the day of Shavuot. Yeah. As we talked about, yeah. it was one of the three mandatory festivals yeah. where Jews were commanded, Jewish men were commanded to make the migration, yeah. the pilgrimage. yeah. To the holy city, to mm-hmm. Jerusalem, yep. and be present. Mm-hmm. And Shavuot was the second of the three migratory festivals after Passover. After Passover. Right. And right. we can read about that yeah. throughout, but it, well. most people, our audience, are familiar from and the we, book And we of talked Acts. about Passover in the last episode, and, and we said that Passover week, yeah. and then at the end of Passover week, there's... There's 49 days. 49 days. And right? you count those 49 Fine. days. Yeah. So we, we talked about it as God gave seven delineated yeah. festivals. Yeah. The, the first uh, group of three yeah. uh, are kind of one yeah. <laughs> festival, kind yeah. of combined into one yeah, that week. Yeah, the Feast week. of uh, Weeks or whatever that is. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the Feast of... Uh, uh, unleavened bread. Uh, unleavened there you bread. go. I remember. What we're coming to yeah. is the fourth now. So yeah. those three are kind of bound together. Passover, yeah. unleavened bread, first fruits. Then you count 49 days. 49 days. And I actually sevens. did it on paper and it, yeah. it came out right. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Must if, be true. Well, if, <laughs> if, if, if the rabbis are having trouble with their calendar, they can look at your notes because uh, we were very exercised the yeah. last time we met about all of the ramifications yeah. and, and this and that's of uh, of Shavuot. But yes, we we are going into that festival soon to come upon us, which is number four so, of the right. seven. So the, the reason, one of the reasons Shavuot is important is because you have to show up in, in Jerusalem. 
Well, it's very important for all kinds of reasons. Traditionally, uh, it's morphed over time, but it, the, the Jews look at it Shavuot, yeah. or what's also known as the harvest. Yeah. It's also known as the in gathering. And Shavuot means seven. Means seven. Yeah. Sevens, seven the weeks. plural. Yeah. Seven weeks. Yeah. And you count the Omar, which yeah. is the wheat. Yeah. And it's also known as first fruits of yeah. the wheat, yeah. which is different than the right. first fruits of the barley. In right. The we talked about that. Right. In the Passover. So yeah. it. It, it it's a very interesting concept to study the festivals because, they're, as we've talked many times, they're all intertwined, they they're are. all interwoven. You can separate them out and study them on their own yeah. or as a group. Uh, but what becomes endless is, as you said, once you kind of fill up your bowl with understanding of the import of these festivals that God gave, you start seeing so many repetitions and allusions to the mm. sevens, to the seven weeks, to to the seven years, the, yeah. the, the 49 Shemitahs, right? Yeah. The seven times right. seven, and yeah. on the 50th is Jubilee. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and it's interesting that, you know, we, we talked a long time ago, well, about five or six episodes ago, about the 7,000-year plan of God. Right, exactly. And that, that pattern, how that pattern stays with us, right? Right. In, in, as we as we look at that calendar, we see that pattern over and over. And I was talking to somebody the other day about the Bible repeats itself for a reason, because we tend to we tend to stray. Mm-hmm. And how many times did Israel get in trouble because it strayed from God's plan, from what God asked them to do? And so, yeah, it 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 repeats itself for a reason. And seven uh, festivals and seventy weeks. Right, I mean, it's it's not a coincidence. God is trying to communicate to us. Well, sevens is a very important biblical number. Yeah. It's replete throughout the Bible, the number seven. Yeah. Even the idea of the world is run on a seven-day week makes yeah. no logical sense Hello. whatsoever. Why would it be seven? Right, right exactly. exactly. So we are now looking at the fourth of those seven. Yes, we and, are. and it does become so intricate that you do have to ask yourself, why in the world yes. is it so intricate? Yes. And the more I know yeah. about any particular element of these seven, this one being Shavuot or the yeah. Feast of Weeks, the, the Feast of Harvest, yeah. they're so intricate that I begin to put more of my understanding of the Bible mm-hmm. into that context, mm-hmm. and I get new and further mm. revelation, mm. understanding uh, assumptions too, and that's fine. As long as you base your assumptions on something you think you know, as opposed to just pulling it out of whole cloth. Yes. So I'm not saying every assumption everybody's ever made about Shavuot, mm-hmm. but we do know this, Jeff, that from the New Testament, this idea of Shavuot, where mm-hmm. God first came to Israel at Sinai, mm-hmm. and as I told you last time, and we talked about, scared the wits out of all of Israel. Oh my God! Scared the wits out of. Oh them. my God! Thunders, lightning, yes. smoke, yeah. fire, mm-hmm. the sound of the shofar getting louder and louder and louder. You know, if you blow a shofar, you run out of breath, but mm-hmm. God blows a shofar, it just he, keeps he going. just keep doing it. Right. Yeah. And we see that repeated, virtually those same elements, mm-hmm. a second time. Mm. At the temple mm. in Jerusalem, mm. when men from every tribe and tongue and people that were still Jews, but they were among these Gentile nations came and saw the apostles with 
the illusion of some of the same things we see at Sinai, which there was fire on their heads, lightning, okay. tongues. I got to so stop on. you there because you said illusion. You don't mean illusion. You mean illusion. Right. That's exactly you right. You alluded to it. Right. Yes. There, there's yes. a connection there. Yes. And it's there for a purpose, as we talked about. One, Shavuot, the festival, is today looked at as the giving of the Torah. Mm-hmm. God's word mm. to Israel on Sinai, and it was magnificent. Mm. At the second manifestation, we read about in Acts, he did the same thing, and it again was magnificent. But it blew people absolutely away, and we read about that, and we read about the manifestation. So this was the second time, and it says at the end of it, Peter gave an explanation for what they saw. And it says that on that very day, 3,000 people were added to the church. Well, that was that day. Yeah. Just that day alone, 3,000 people were convicted by the manifestation. Now, A manifestation that included fire. That included fire. Yeah, and included the shofar. And included the shofar. Yeah, And, and Shavuot is, started out as a harvest, a celebration of the harvest, and 3,000 were harvested, right, by God. That's exactly Jesus alluded right. to the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. And bam, on Shavuot, That's exactly 3,000 right. people. Th- those are the illusions mm-hmm. that you read about that mm-hmm. Jesus talked about the harvest. And he mm-hmm. talks about, throughout the Bible, <clears throat> sending the reapers or the mm-hmm. angels to the sound of a shofar. Yeah. You'll hear the shofar. Yeah. Well, that's what they heard all during yeah. the festival at the temple, they heard yeah. the shofar blowing, and then they saw this other manifestation. So, you know, I wonder. <clears throat> just this is just hitting me as I speak to you. Mm-hmm. So, I'm in a Bible study that's looking at Revelation, right? And in what there's a passage in Revelation where it says there's two angels with sickles, right? And they do a harvest, right? Exactly. My question would be, my thought would be, is that going to happen? Calendar-wise, on Shavuot, wouldn't that be something? Well, there's many people who try to figure those dates out, yeah. and, and they're not wrong by doing that, right. or else they wouldn't but be we don't recorded. Know. We don't. But something relating to Shavuot is very yeah. important because yeah. it's the fourth festival. Yeah, it's a harvest festival. Yeah, it's an ingathering festival. Yes. Jesus alluded to the shofars yes. and the ingathering That's and right. the harvesting. He, That's he right. gave the parable of the wheat and the tares That's and right. all these Another things. One. So it's good to know these things for, for the simple fact that you realize these were not just random events or sayings. Mm-hmm. They all fit. They're yeah, all, all alluding together. to something. Yep. We don't know yep. how they're going to culminate yep. precisely at this point, yep. but on that day, mm. at that time, was mm. the second eruption mm. of mm. God mm. manifesting mm. in a way that, again, freaked people out, yeah. the Jews. Exactly. And now what we're waiting for at this culmination of our, what we talked about, our 6,000-year, yes. 7,000-year plan of God, yes. we are going to see great eruption in the finale, as we saw in the first two. So of the three... The, the third great eruption when the, when Messiah comes back, we're going to see great manifestations once again. All this period of this, what we've explained is the two days, mm. the 2,000-year periods, mm-hmm. this has been called the time of the Gentiles yes. because on this day of Shavuot, 
that was the beginning of God basically turning from all the Jewish believers, mm-hmm. going to the Gentiles, yes. bringing in the harvest yes. alongside Israel. Mm-hmm. And then he says, at that culmination, the times of the mm-hmm. Gentiles will be over. The focus yes. will be on Israel yes. again. Yes. And the prophets talk about what that great and dreadful day of the Lord will be like. Yes. It's the third eruption the third of, of yeah. magnificent, yes. scary, yes. awe-inspiring it's events. So absolutely. we've seen two. We've yep. seen Sinai. We read yep. about it. Yep. Yep. We've seen the second, yep. Acts, Acts, that men were undone. They said, what must I do? And yep. Peter explained Peter and gave explained. It to him. Yep. Uh, 3,000 came in that very day and said, today I want to. We don't know what happened the day after and the day after well, it's, and the it's, day after. It says multiple times in Acts in the beginning about many, many, many came. Right. Yep. And now what we're waiting on, Jeff, in our day is... That's a good background to have at least some knowledge of this, how mm-hmm. important this was. Yeah. But we're looking for the third eruption, and that's right before Messiah comes right back. Right before. The prophets write, write yeah. about that. We are yeah. also going to be, Jeff, frankly, yeah. freaked out at freaked the Freaked out again. We are. Because all the stuff that we may have seen in our Pentecostal revivals over the years here in Gen- and during the time of the Gentiles. Well, not <laughs> to disparage nothing. anything. Well, but it, it compared, it's nothing. It's, it's yeah. It's fantastic as it is. <laughs> yeah. It ain't fire on your head. Yeah, it ain't fire on your head. And you're not right. hearing a shofar exactly. blast get louder exactly. and louder and, and louder. And I've been I've been to revivals where I was, you know, overwhelmed by God. And so I'm not, you know, I'm not putting that down at all. Right. Uh, it's a necessary thing. God breaks through. Right. Periodically and comes and shows himself in the spirit and people are slain and people are taken up and not taken up but Miracles happen. All kinds of things happen. But it ain't going to be nothing compared to what's going to be when he comes back. That's right. And that's the third eruption. Yeah. And we're waiting for that. Yeah. And it's in our day, it seems like, whether you and I get to see it or not, it's still yeah. our day. Yeah. And uh, we just counted down, just as you said. We counted the seven sevens. Yeah. Seven it's, sevens. It, we, we get the shofar blast again at this Hello. festival. That's called the Yovel. That yep. is the Jubilee. So yep. you can also find the seven-year Shemitahs wow. of the Jubilee. Yeah, and seven, seven sevens Shemitahs, mm-hmm. seven Shemitahs equals a well, Jubilee, right? Uh, that's 50th right. The is fi- the Jubilee. The 50th is the Jubilee. Isn't it interesting, folks, that the 50th day and the 50th year... Isn't that interesting? And it's, That's a coincidence, though, isn't it, Neil? Isn't that a coincidence? And that it inaugurates what we yeah. call the Age of Grace or the Church Age, yeah. the last 2,000 yeah, years, right. starting with Israel, yeah. starting with the Jews, and yeah. culminating with Israel, right. culminating with yeah. the Jews. And it's the year of release, the year of forgiveness, the uh-huh. year of ingathering. Yes. It's all these yes. things are yes. caught up. That's right. That if you didn't realize just those little things, you'd read or right past them i'm going to throw a, a, a probably not a curveball probably a slider but i'm going to throw a pitch to you right now that just occurred to me that just kind of hit me weird i hope about, i don't uh, back well, out of the batter's box <laughs> here box. yeah but i was thinking about the idea that in the spirit at shavuot pentecost each one heard everyone else speaking in their language so everybody understood what everybody else was saying, right? And what I and that's called tongues, by the way, in the Bible, and that's the that's the 
theological or the God, God type of tongues where everybody hears things in their own language. I just can't think. It's just amazing. I alluded back to the Tower of Babel where he confused them all so they could not understand each other. And the reconciliation now at, at Pentecost is that the opposite happened. In other words, they went back for that moment. They went back to the way they were. Right, right. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the prophet, uh, uh, I think it's Zephaniah who talks about... How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. In the day of the Lord, they will all speak the pure language. Yeah. And a lot of people say, well, that's Hebrew. Hebrew yeah. is the pure language. Yeah. It may or may not be, but what we do know... Yeah. It's certainly not going to be English or German or French or whatever. Right, That's right. not the pure language. Right. It's at least going to be a pre-Tower of Babel language, whether it's whatever Hebrew. That was. Or, yeah. it, and it could be Hebrew, exactly. but whatever it, it was, it yep. will be that pure yep. restoration. You personally believe that it will be Hebrew? That what your personal belief is? There's a lot of evidence that it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's a lot of innuendo yeah. that it's yeah. Hebrew. God yeah. did speak a language to Moshe yes. and talk to him. Yes. So he... Talk to him in some language that he yeah. understood. It could have it, even been Egyptian, for all we it, know. It, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But uh, there's maybe we're getting off on another show here. Uh-huh. But there's so much in, inference that it, the pure language could be Hebrew. Could be Hebrew, yeah. But it's certainly not yeah. going to be any of the other languages no. on earth. That, to, well, that it'll we be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, and you know, we get to see it. Whether we're here or with Jesus, we get to see that, and that'll be cool. Right. Um, Okay, so Shavuot, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a celebration of the harvest. It's a, fruit, uh, a first fruits offering, to, right? And you talked about the other day about the waving well, of, of, the, right. of the sheaves That's and how, how in some, some circles it's considered that they're waved horizontally and then they're waved vertically at the same time and it looks like the sign of the cross and the, the rabbis didn't even know that that's what they were doing. But it's an interesting thought, right? It, it is an interesting yeah, thought. And, yeah. and, and what we do know is just like we finished our Hag Hamatzah with unleavened bread, yes. and it was a group of three, and we saw how Jesus yes. really gave life to that mm-hmm. Passover week and mm-hmm. how he rose on the third day and so on. He was unleavened. Yes. <clears throat> this festival, it's, it's very uh, telling that they said, not only do you have, again, two loaves of bread, but you're very much specifically commanded, and they will be made out of leaven. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's yes. like this is for... Yes. Uh, it, they're not separated this way, but the way of thinking is those first three are what Jesus, our Messiah, God did. Mm-hmm. This festival of Shavuot is for the humans, and those uh, wave offerings, those loaves of bread, are full of sin. Mm. And it harkens back to... Uh, that's because of the leaven. That's because of the leaven. And we talked about in Passover, no leaven no. at all, because it represents sin. 
It represents sin, yeah. and, you, and the high priest would wave it before the Lord up and down and side to side, and many people have said, well, yeah. that's a cross, okay, whatever you see yeah, in right. it, but, but that's yeah. what they did yep. do. Yep. And uh, the fact that there's two loaves, a lot of people say, well, that's, you know, they see in it Jew and Gentile. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would he specifically command two loaves, that there has to be two? I mean, nothing is just random, right? right? That's right. These, All of these things were not given just so you could fall asleep reading them at night, not understanding what anything meant, because God knew you needed, uh, you, you suffered from insomnia, so he, mm-hmm. he you know, I, I'm being sarcastic, but mm-hmm. they're all full mm-hmm. of meaning yeah. if you can at least understand the meaning yeah. and try to find it. And that's one of the things that did happen was the wave offering mm-hmm. with two loaves, Jew and Gentile, up and down, side to side, potentially mm-hmm. a cross, whatever, yeah. uh, and all of these things. And then again, this whole idea of on that fourth day, just like Jesus went to the Gentiles in the book of John on the fourth day, it says mm-hmm. he went to Gentiles, and Isaiah referred to Galilee of the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. On that fourth festival, that day did start from that moment on, slowly and progressively, till our day, become the church age of Gentiles. That's also coming to an end, and it's coming back to Israel, where, again, it will be focused on Israel. That is crucial. So you see all of those sort of innuendos, all those allusions, all those picture types, all those... um, Practices, the wave offerings, the the leaven, which again Jesus referred to with the wheat and tares. The wheat is very much. It's called the festival of the wheat harvest. Yep, yep. And he said, "Let the wheat. An enemy messed up my garden. Let the wheat <laughs> and the weeds grow up, yeah. and then we'll harvest them. Then we'll harvest them all together and right. separate them out. Right, right. Very much a, a, a Shavuot kind of mm-hmm. reference mm-hmm. Uh, experience, and he'll mm-hmm. send the, the the reapers, who we know are angels from others. But his audience would have gotten the connection. Would have gotten the connection. But we don't unless we understand Shavuot. Exactly, unless we understand Shavuot and and how we sent them to the four uh, corners of the four winds, and mm-hmm. it's the fourth holiday. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much of this, and the shofar is blown on the great and dreadful day of the Lord is return. Well, many people don't even know what a shofar sounds like or right. what the blasts are. Right. Yep. So you're, we're, we're going to hear it because yep. it says that. We'll, well if you hear folks, it. if you go on the Internet and type in shofar, I'm sure one file will come up where you can press a play button and you can hear it. You, Most people know it today, but it wasn't that long ago yeah. that you brought in a ram's horn, yeah. and most people looked at you like, what in the world yeah. is that? Where's the rest of the sheep? Right. <laughs> what happened here? What? What's that? But but times are a-changing, as they say, and, yeah. and all of this is wrapped up in that... that uh, goody basket if you will of wow look at all this stuff there's mm. more and more and more and jesus made this illusion and that illusion mm. and the shofars and the jubilee mm-hmm. and the countdown of the of the sheaves of wheat and jesus said let the wheat grow and just it just doesn't end it's constant constant uh reference that once you know this you see more and more and more and more yeah you do you do so Neil, it's it's uh, an amazing thing uh, to me for a, a Gentile, which I consider myself a Gentile, who's who is now uh, understanding my Jewish roots. Okay, uh, but as I do that, I was just thinking a second ago as you were talking about how not being prepared as a Gentile 
as a as a Christian today, how not being prepared will lead us to be tempted in all kinds of ways, right? I mean, we're informing people that the Gentile age or the church age is coming to a close and the Israel stage is coming in. And if we don't get the connection, we, we could be led astray by all kinds of false doctrine. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, we are not like Gentiles. We are Gentiles. We are Gentiles. Right? Yeah. And and the Bible makes it clear that Jew and a Gentile. Jew and right? Gentile. So there's right. only two people that God knew in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That was Jew and non-Jew. Right. He often talked about a great many types of non-Jews. Mm-hmm. The Amalekites, the Egyptians, mm-hmm. so on and so on and so on. Just yep. for, But at the end of the day, there were two. There were Jew, one loaf of bread, if you will, mm-hmm. and there were Gentile. That's it. Mm-hmm. In our day, we have the same thing. And our apostle to the Gentiles, Paul, made it very clear that you, non-Jews by birth, yeah. have a duty, have a debt, have an obligation toward Israel. Yes. No matter what state they're in. Right. That's up to God to take yeah. care of. That's right. not up to us. Correct. I mean, as far as being judgmental yes. toward them. What he commanded us to do was to give them of our material wealth because we shared their spiritual wealth. Mm-hmm. And he commanded us above all else to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Meaning yes. they're good because they have yes. a great many enemies. Yes. Very, very few friends. There's very few erstwhile friends of Israel. Yeah. Because we can look at all the stuff we disagree with, and we could become judgmental. But God said, wait a minute, just remember this. While you are people of the book, Jews and and Christians, you're people of the book. You you pray to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, so you're one. Mm Mm-hmm. But you are the branches, non-Jews. You do not support the root. Mm -hmm. The root, the Jews, support you. Mm -hmm. And as we're coming to a close here in this times of the Gentiles, this 6,000-year plan going into the seventh day, the 7,000th year, we can see that Gentiles must align with, understand, and side with the Jews because the world, if you will, is not. They're calling for its destruction and demise. Only the Christians are called watchmen on the walls by Mm -hmm. the prophets. Yeah. And we are commanded to pray for their good. We are commanded to give God no peace, give him no rest. And he says... You're talking about what it says in Isaiah. We are the watchmen on the wall. Give me... God said, give me no rest. You watch me, give me yeah. no rest. In yeah. uh, Jeremiah 31, the New Testament chapter, he, he specifically says, you note Reem, which is mm-hmm. also Watchman. Mm-hmm. You note Reem. You know, be diligent on the walls. Pray for their good. Pray and for their safety. Notes Reem in the present day is, is Gentile. Well, and notes Reem. Or Christians. Is Christian. Christians. Yeah. Right? So there, there's a little allusion. There's a yeah. little hint. And, yeah. and so on. So we're just trying to tell our audience that while this fourth festival of Shavuot did birth the church, it wasn't instantaneous. It, it, it was did. all Jews that were the yeah. people that turned the world upside that, down. That, that's right. But it eventually went because the Jews... But they were Jews from all over. And the Jews went to the Gentiles. Yes. That's the key. Yes. And are the Gentiles who are believers who yes. are Jews by association yes. now yes. 
Are you going back to the Jews as God commanded you to pray for? What is your help? What is your stance towards the people that gave you Jesus? That's exactly right. That's a that, that's a that's a powerful th- question to ask ourselves, right? As Christians, what is my stance towards the people who came who were, were that Jesus came out of, right? And I, I'm just a I'm just a grafted branch. Right, I'm just a grafted branch onto that tree, and if I don't understand that, you know, I've been saved. You know, Jesus, uh, Paul said, salvation comes from the Jews. I've been saved by the Jewish Church at Pentecost. Right, right at Shavuot, those people became Christian believers on that day. Three thousand people from all over the Middle East went back to their homelands and say, you won't believe what happened. And they start talking to their fellow Jews, but they're also talking to Gentiles in their in their neighborhood and in their town. And, you know, Paul oftentimes, you know, when he found the Jews in wherever he traveled, some were already saved, you know. Right. But we know that that was true. We know that they were... And it all goes back to this Pentecost, the Shavuot, where... God pivoted. He said, not just the Jews, also the Gentiles. Right, and he alluded to that many times before that, but yeah, that, was one, that was the yes, second manifestation, and yes, then uh, the, gen, the Jews uh, gen, uh, started turning the world upside down, and, yeah. and o- over time, more and more Gentiles came in until this idea of Christianity being a Gentile religion basically... Yeah took root, yep. but the reality is it always was Jewish, it started Jewish, it circled the globe for its two days, its 2,000-year period, yeah. and it winds up... Two days, 2,000 years, yeah. <clears throat> that's right, it's yeah. all mystical, yeah. just like counting yeah. the Omar, yeah. seven weeks, yeah. but also it's the, it mirrors yeah. the Shemitah for the Jubilee exactly. year, the it, seven it, years. We're in the sixth week, right? I mean, it's... <laughs> it just keeps going. Yeah, it is. So... Yeah. Uh, it's God's counting that yes. we don't fully understand, but yeah. we get a seventh day, a, se- a thousand years, where he gets to uh, enlighten us with how all this works. The idea, again, though, is it's crucial for the the uh, Gentile church believers to stand up and take their rightful place as intercessors on the, the wall, wall, symbolically, because... Many people hate Israel and want to destroy it today, and we are the ones who are called the notes ream, the watchmen, who are supposed to pray with the Jews for the peace of Jerusalem. And God said, I give you a promise that things will go well with you for doing so. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. That's whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know 
is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.